It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, so, since the last time we did a podcast, um, are we talking about our Twitter accounts anymore? Well, we don't have Twitter accounts anymore, apparently. No, we, we have not. X accounts. Not X Twitter, but just X. Like former accounts, I guess. We're just our, our accounts of our exes. Um, Did you see that San Francisco already made uh, him take down the X symbol up on the top of the building? <laughs> no, downtown? I missed that. Yeah, because he didn't have a building permit. Anyways. Jeez. Well, okay. Well, so basically you can follow us on X, which is the stupidest rebranding since Twitter. New Coke. Um, and it's at Scotty Johnny Pod for the podcast. And uh, you can follow me at uh not so humble host and i'm gonna put this out there too uh we are now also at scotty johnny pod at mastodon.social oh weird and you can also find me at scotty johnny at mastodon.world aaron where do people find you in all the different places out there now well you can find me at cheddar talk on the 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 twitter app i'm no i'm gonna i'm gonna go sears tower on this thing and it's gonna always be twitter to me i'm just gonna hold on to that because it's Um, it's a terrible rebrand yeah but where are you right exactly it's like like i'm okay with renaming lakes in minnesota after native americans because that's right yeah but we're talking about a bunch of billionaires squabbling over their naming rights so no or renaming u.s posts after non-traders i'm into that right I'm into that. <laughs> right. Like, and I was okay with people who wanted to hold on to the Miller Park name too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm fine. If, I'm fine. If you want to live in the, in the dark ages, that's, that's fine. fine. But I'm, I'm going to call it after a fine Wisconsin company that employs way more people than Miller does. Um, that might or might not be right. But that may or may not be true. I don't know how many, either of them. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, either way I have to drive down American Park way drive <laughs> to get to work every day and i drive past a bunch of a bunch of beautiful buildings and lots of cars in the parking lot so yeah i assume they're uh, employing a lot of wisconsinites uh, yeah. and probably some people from miller somewhere in my mind I, I went to fiserv no yeah american family i bet employs more than miller i guess i don't know though it's an interesting yeah. thought yeah um, well i mean I, well, I i never went i never went to fiserv and went oh it's so good to be at new bradley center <laughs> anyway <laughs> Here's here's the one question I have for you, and I, I can't remember who said it, but you're you're at Cheddar Talk, but um, so when you're sitting there at Cheddar Talk and you type out something with your your thumbs or whatever you're doing, if you're doing it from a keyboard, which I don't imagine you're doing usually. No, I don't. Um, I'm, usually sit, I'm usually sitting on the toilet. When as your as your rage, you know, typing onto to the device, are it was called tweeting. They were tweets, and you were tweeting. What is it now? Is it an X, and you're Xing? From X? Zexing. Zexing. Is it Zexing? Is that actually yeah. true? Or did Zexing. You make it up? I'm going to call it that. Oh, God. I'm so glad you made that up. That's amazing. I'm going to call it Zexing, too. But not Zexting, because that's gross. Uh, yeah. The Don't other, you the other Zext me. Gross, but Zexing, like Xerxes. Xerxes. But. Who is <laughs> an interesting Zexing. cat. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. I, oh, I, won't right. the, I won't make the South Park reference to Xerxes, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's nothing yeah, no, like so that, the one on fun. 300 either. He's so weird in that movie. But Xerxes yeah, is actually I mean, a pretty great character, and he's in the Bible for crying out loud. If you want to watch your mind explode, watch, uh, was it the 300, but then follow it up by watching One Night with the King. And you're like, Xerxes is this great, benevolent, wonderful warrior king, or he's this super creepy giant guy who is like touching Leonidas. And you're like, Neither of these is probably all that right, but he's actually probably more like One Night with the <laughs> King than the giant freaky guy from three, 300. Both can be true, maybe, too. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a giant, creepy, benevolent king who was good to his wife's. 
It's like it's like the end of the last Brewer season. I still love Craig Council, but I hate what the Brewers are doing. You know, yeah. like. Uh, All right. No, well, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a fun thing, and uh, yeah, and uh, three hundred is wildly inaccurate. Oh, grossly inaccurate. Again, and the Spartans are terrible. Too, I mean, we're we're talking about a two thousand year old story almost. So, like, mm-hmm. how accurate is anything that we get anyhow? So, right. like, well, I mean, we can't we can't get true facts about one hundred and fifty years ago. Some things, but not all of it. We do know that yeah. the Spartans are generally just awful people who tended to lose at wars. So, right, <laughs> they're they warring people that sucked at warring. But, but they, I mean, but how do you know that the Spartans didn't win a whole bunch of wars, but then once they were finally defeated, everyone got rid of their books. I mean, like, look what uh, Genghis Khan's army did to Babylon. How much knowledge of the world did we oh, lose yeah. when they laid siege to Baghdad? Yeah. You know, 1,400 years ago and killed absolutely everybody. There is causing the dearth of humanity and intelligence. I mean, Baghdad was the was the was the central part of the world's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like there was so much stuff locked in there and yep. Genghis Khan came in there and wiped it out because they decided that they thought they'd try and stick up to Genghis Khan's armies. They got completely wiped out and it created a dearth so large that it is still felt to that day in that part of Mesopotamia. True. True. I mean, the Brits came in there and did a solid number about 150 <laughs> yeah. years ago too. Truth. But I mean, th- I mean, that was just kicking people while they're down. I mean, but that really led to the to the complete destruction of an entire race, an entire way of being. Like, how many of those have we ever lost on this planet? It's it's, it's insane to even think about that. Maybe the Spartans did kick a lot of ass, and then they then uh, once they finally got someone caught up to them, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna wipe this out because these guys suck." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know, you don't know. Huh? And it's it's like you know, like people trying to you know erase. The, the fact that the Packers were great in the early party, early part of the 1900s, you know, it's like, no, that didn't happen. That was way back when, well, you know, a hundred years from now, do you want these titles to count? No, your kids. No, will hate you. no, no. Tomorrow will never have, it will never happen. John. It's like the people who have to say whatever, oddly, all of the greatest players of all time have played in my lifetime. I in didn't miss any years. of them. Yeah. I didn't miss any of them. How great is that? And, you know, just no, no, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying, like, you know, we just everybody will have to agree that it's you know Jordan and Brady and who is it in baseball? I don't know. <laughs> oh, now it's Otani. Otani is the greatest player ever. To he play might be. He's he's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that, he's, yeah. he's he's got a good argument. But anyways, I mean, I mean, just like uh, I mean, it was Jeets. You know, like not. Yeah. Not even well, he years, never really was, ago. and that's ridiculous that anybody put him in that conversation. Right. But yeah. But at the same time, so like. I mean, when we were kids, no one would ever be better than Joe Montana. Do you remember that? Yes. He doesn't even crack the top 10 of quarterbacks anymore. When he retired, Brett Favre was the greatest who ever played. But then, of course, as soon as, well, also Elway, when he retired, everyone's like, isn't he the greatest ever? And you're like, no, not even close. No, No. No. what are you talking about? He had like an 80 rating. 50% a year. He had a rating of 80 for like his career. Completion percentage under 50% like two years of his career. And he like played in the, the AFC, 40s. which was garbage. Like people do not understand the difference between the AFC and the NFC at that period of time either, because yeah. the AFC was terrible. He kept going to Super Bowls, but he was beaten. Like the Browns with Kosar was the only other team that was even close, and it was terrible. The AFC was terrible. <laughs> I mean, they got smoked. I mean, I mean, the Bills made it to four straight Super Bowls, and except for the first one, they got smoked in three of them. Yeah, that was the the same time frame. You yeah. know, the, the 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 Broncos lost fifty six to ten to the 49ers 56 yeah. to 10 which was only eclipsed by when the seahawks beat the broncos <laughs> what 48 to 7 was Something that what the final, final tally on that one 41 to 7 whatever it was um but uh only after beating the packers oh no that was the next year that they beat the packers in the AFC championship game then they then uh the then brady came in and finished off the seahawks and I was, yeah. I was the most happy I'd ever been with. To, it's probably part of the reason why I'm a Tom Brady apologist. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 the it's the craziest thing. How do we get on the greatest thing ever? We have been moving around because there's not a lot going on, but we are. Just I don't want to talk about the Brewers right now too, because I'm so I'm still very pro Brewers this season, and I don't want to talk about what happened. So, well, I, oh yeah, we started off with Xerxes. This Xerxes, this Xerxes which is also a. Uh, this is a, a fun street. rabbit hole, though. It yeah. is. It is a street in the Twin Cities, by the way. In oh yes, yeah, Xerxes is a street, and there's um there's a Nicolette 
but it is Nicolette. It's it's spelled differently, so I always got that confused Just, for a second. Well, that's that's like there's a city in Minnesota called uh, Montevideo. Oh. <laughs> they pronounce it Montevideo. Montevideo, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Not Montevideo. You know, well, like it, like God intended it to be. Well, of course, Wisconsin has Berlin and New Berlin, not Berlin or Berlin, but Berlin. That's not that bad. I mean, no, that one's close. Well, they Monte, did it on purpose, Montevideo though. Montevideo to Montevideo. I mean, yeah. that makes Eau Claire versus Eau Claire look bad. Well, it's I mean, Eau Claire. It is Eau Claire. They don't say Claire in French. They say Claire. It is Eau Claire. That is actually well, how you would still, say it in it's, French. It's, it's it's still not a family from I- Ireland. It's not the Eau Claire's. <laughs> but that is how you would say it in French, is Eau Claire. Sure, whatever. Yeah, don't <laughs> French it up, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We are Let's talk about some d- despite Aaron's best intentions, we are going to move forward That's into like the segment. Lake Carlos up by uh, Lake Carlos up by Alexandria. <laughs> that is obviously Lake Carlos, oh. but we call it Carlos. All right, everybody, we are moving forward with what we would like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so um, we are. We are continuing to just digress repeatedly. We had a very long break uh, while while we were just playing that music. Uh, but uh, we'll move forward, though, with the Brewers, uh, which, as Aaron alluded to, is not a great thing to talk about. This is their second four-game losing streak. They did have one six-game losing streak. Uh, the last four-game losing streak included the sweep by the Athletics, uh, which yes. the Brewers have been very good since then, winning just about every series since then not all of them obviously but quite a lot and they've mm-hmm. been very good but yeah going into Atlanta was just a, a chamber of horrors the they they I'll, I'll be well, very the honest crazy, about this the craziest part is that the offense finally started scoring be very honest then... about this too the Brewers could have won any of these games I mean not not so much Saturday mm-hmm. or I mean yeah the Saturday game got out of control that was quickly the five game that got out of hand real quick yeah, the 10 7 didn't feel like like they were always that far out of it and they had guys on base late uh mm-hmm. they they were kind of in that they just didn't do enough uh today well no, sorry today is the day it's the Nationals ending the four part on that I mean so it technically could be a longer streak but they should have won today this one was ridiculous uh, the six to eight one was one where the Brewers on Sunday had a lead, give it up, so it gets tied Multiple six to kept, six. Kept taking the lead yeah, they kept taking the lead, yeah. and then they go six six, and then give up a two run home run late uh, right. to lose six eight. Um, so yeah, then they continue the road trip by playing the Nationals. They're up three to two in the seventh. That's when uh, Burns comes out, and I'll say this: Burns had a quality start. I think they said it's a six straight quality start, mm-hmm. which just means. That is only the runs. That is, they only gave up two runs in six innings. He pitched six innings. He was not on it today. Uh, he gave up a lot of base runners. He threw kind of inaccurately. He was all around the strike zone. It was it was not a pretty game for him. It was not what we're used to seeing the last couple of years. But he did keep it to two runs in six runs. innings, and he yes. left with a three to two lead. And I've said this over the last couple of weeks. I feel like if the Brewers are tied or ahead after seven. You know, you know, in the seventh inning, that we're going to win. Uh, and then Peguero came on, had his worst outing, outing of, the year. of the year. Gives up three runs, like almost immediately. He gives up was it a hit, then a no, a walk, then a hit. Well, well, and the thing is, when Burns well hadn't technically left the game yet, but at the top of the inning, when he left the game, they were down two one. And then um, Miller yeah, came in the game with his first appearance. He didn't even play against the the Braves. Because like we talked about, they need to sit him down for a while after his first base experience, like let him regroup yeah. and get his thoughts together. What's the first thing he comes out? Comes out and rips, you know, rips in some RBIs to uh to get the game tied. And so and then you know, and then Burns eventually then um Weimer. Weimer? Yeah, right. Weimer gets the, the home run to make it three two. But it was yeah. it was um Monasterio gets the the actual hit that drives in the uh the one run and then Weimer getting the next one. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, sorry, that's right. Sorry, I had my stuff mixed up. But either way, so like, yeah, Burns yeah. was behind when he left the game technically, and then b- because the top bottom of the inning rules, he was on line for the win. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then yeah, your boy just 
Yeah. Piguero's been very good. Like we said, Piamps, Piguero, uh, bringing in Miller and Milner. Evolving. Milner comes in, gets you finishes the inning in one pitch to end the right. seventh. Uh, and that is your final, though. Nothing happens I mean, the eighth night. Piguero couldn't get out of his way tonight, man. It was bad. Yeah, just... Uh, Yelich continues to swing a hot bat. He's now batting 290 on the season. Uh, gets hits the first two times up. His second at bat gets a double. And then um, uh, Contreras gets a double to bring him back in. So th- they got up one nothing, Or no, that was to tie it at 1-1. Uh, so he's been playing well. The defense is still doing good things on this team. Just yeah. Hey, not to back yeah, it up one bad night, things. but how, yeah, about yeah. Your, how, about, how about your boy uh, Slam Tana getting a home run in his first game? Yeah, and that's that's and the then, thing I guess we and, haven't and talked then, about because that happened since our last show. Yeah, right. And then Yelich, because I was going to say he hit a home run, then uh, Yelich hit a, a which I didn't realize this is a term, but an apple taco, which is yeah. when you take a home run to the opposite field. Which Apo-taco. that was when Yelich was at his prime. That's what he did best. Yeah, he could spray it to all fields, so you couldn't. He could. He could play him pull. Right. He could. He could homer to right field. They weren't bombs, but he would hit left field home runs from the yeah. left side. Yeah. which that's great to see that yeah. him doing that again. He's not, because that was kind of one of the problems when he was struggling was the the pulling, you know, like. Yeah, focusing he, on he the was, pull too much with that knee. He was out ahead of everything to see him start spraying balls the other way. And to see Carlos Santana, like, yeah. I'm Sorry, this do you want to finish the game today's well, game? The, we'll yeah, we're pretty much done with today's game. And I, I still like, with the way that he's been playing, I still want to put Yelich in third in the batting order and put Freilich at the top. Right, because I don't get leaving him there with the way he's hitting. I, I guess like you don't want to change things up, but let him be there and let him drive in more runs. Keep Contreras at second. I know you were saying put him first, but I mean like in, in some manner put Freilich and Contreras up towards the top, or even Monasterio batting first. Mm-hmm. He's got enough speed; he can make it work, and he's still batting two ninety as well. Uh, I mean, get some guys like, in front of Yelich. For crying out I mean, loud. being being a crazy person like Craig Consul is, like I can see where his head's coming from. Like the <laughs> the dude, the dude had a, a went from a place where he was one, for a season or two was as good as any player in the history of baseball. Yeah, and that and I say that was zero hyperbole. The man was untouchable for a while. Like even his outs were driven balls that outfielders had to hunt down before they became doubles right yeah and hitting it everywhere and then that person disappeared there's injuries there was a concussion um he tore off his kneecap tore up his kneecap um all sorts of stuff and the team went through a whole i mean there's very few people that are on the team that was on the team in 2019 when you know when he was at his at his peak and this dude went to the va- to a really bad place. Like he was not a good player, and was be openly criticized because he just signed a big contract, the, the biggest contract the Brewers had ever offered to a player. And then he immediately was a disappointment. Yeah. And so, I, I think I'm if I'm Craig Council, what got him started getting him out of the funk last year was putting him in that number one spot, right? Which you told him to do. <laughs> he obviously I did. listened. I called yeah. that shot. You're right. Yeah, I yes, did call that did. shot. A week before he did it. Exactly. He's been out of it ever since then. Like I said, I'm a crazy person like him. But at the (laughs) same time now, like me and you are like, well, let's move him to three now. Let's put him back to his natural spot. Or do you? I mean, or do you just let him rake? Get, let him get like, it's only been a couple months. Do you just let him? He's scoring runs for the team. The thing is, he's not driving anybody. I mean, he's doing all right. Over at the second part of the order, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, or do you just leave him there and like just let him rake and get that confidence back, get that swing back using that toe tap instead of the the leg lift? You saw that, right? Like how he's yeah, he's had to re- readjust. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he uses a toe tap now instead of lifting because he used to have a big front leg lift, and now he just does a double toe tap and goes from there. Mm-hmm. Like, let him get more confident about him because I don't think it's about this year. It's it, the, the way the talent's coming up. It's going to be, I mean, I'm sorry, Burns, sorry, Woodruff, but it's going to be about next year and beyond, you know? Correct. So I, I think the Brewers just happen to be the best team in the central that are currently on a rebuild, but I think yeah, everybody there, is. I, it sucks. I mean, but as, as long as, well, as long as you got slam Tana in and now you got this, uh, uh, Kana, 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 yep. Kana. who's not or that Kana, great, I guess, but, yeah. 
either way. At least now, at least you now you have decent options for DH. Because I mean, like Correct. when we were, when we were at that Atlanta game, they rolled out who was in the four spot. Was it Weimer or was it Winker? Winker. Winker, they had Winker in the four in spot. The four as a spot DH. It's like, oh dear God! Like yeah. well, that was going- their big free agent signing this year. So yeah, he's not been, and he was hurt a lot. We'll say that he has been hurt for a long time, so it didn't help. But either way, so I mean, yeah. like I'm okay with leaving him one. Freilich's batting well. Um, now that Santana's here and actually has a a power presence. And uh, for anybody who says that he's too old, well, what else are you going to get for uh, uh, not a, a, a top five, top six prospect. And, you know, you go back to the CC Sabathia days, you know, like everyone was so PO'd by um, how, how much they gave up for CC Sabathia on a rental. None of those guys panned out. Right. Even Jonathan La- Laporta was the big one. Yeah. He was the big one. He was going to be the next great player for the Brewers, and he didn't pan out. Yeah, Matt Laporta. So, yeah. And so he gave up Severino on a rental for Santana, which could possibly a long be a long term sign for we'll the Brewers. See, they'll have they'd have to sign him. Yeah, he's thirty seven. Uh, he's making well. So his his number this year is uh, six point seven two five million as his base salary, uh, and that's for the Pirates basically. So. His, mm-hmm. That's all he's got. It was a one-year deal they signed uh, to work that out here. So he will be an unrestricted free agent. Well, let's see. Let's see how the year works out too. And like I told you on text message, I mean, yeah. he's he's not unlike Nelson Cruz, right? And and who's what... who's who was on the Twins and used to be a first baseman. And I mean, now with the Brewers having a DH, mm-hmm. I mean, put him at DH, man. And plus, it, and you don't need to be first base. He yeah. doesn't suck. Yeah. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy was an un, unknown commodity when he came to the Brewers. He was a perennial backup first baseman in Toronto, who has right. some flashes. Shared some time with Vogelbach when he was here, <laughs> and his true colors are kind of showing. I mean, I love Rowdy. He's a great I personality. Too. I hope he comes he, back and figures it out. But yeah, who knows? He, he gets he gets hot from time to time. Carlos Santana's an actual first baseman. Yeah, he's been around a while. He, he's yeah. got a career with a with... proven track record, and he doesn't suck. Yeah, is he the best? No, but he doesn't suck. He's like constantly like a B B minus player. Career two forty two hitter, right. with a four thirty one slugging, seven eighty eight uh, OPS. Career, not bad. No, yeah, that's, he's that's he's... currently better than most players on the Brewers. Right. So his, he's... now is he on the tail end? Sure, but yeah. he also played. And he was and he was playing for a bad Pirates team. I, I said, and, why not? What the hey? And, for, and for, as a first baseman, he—I mean—he's not going to really be raking. He hasn't hit twenty home runs since twenty nineteen, I guess. Uh, where he did hit, he hit thirty four that year. Has he, been, has he been playing in Amfam Field with the right field in Amfam Field? No. Well, uh, I guess no. I have to. <laughs> so he had, yeah, he had nineteen home runs in twenty twenty one, nineteen in twenty twenty two, last year thirteen. He has, I guess, no, no, sorry, 13 already this year is what he's got. He had, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, he's he's going to hit fine. Miller, or Amfam, pardon me, Amfam Clam is uh, it's kind of middling in terms of, like, everyone thinks it's a super easy hittable park, but it's, it's kind of middle in that it's a pretty straight across type of field, pretty average looking mm-hmm. field. It doesn't have like a, a weird short porch or something like that. No. Um, but we've spent the last decade going after tons of big hitters. So it made the numbers look like it was a giant hitting park. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean like he's the kind of guy who can come in and if you're going to be a power hitting guy who we don't need you to steal bases, you can keep doing that in your forties. You can keep being a guy who, yeah, we just want you to rake 20 home runs and play first base. Well, can can you give us twenty five home runs maybe in a year? Yeah, he can do that. And it got uh, it gets Owen Miller off first base. He can either yeah. Owen Miller can then play DH. I mean, look, took a series off against the Braves, came in pinch hit. Regularly. Yeah, we did this to Miller. We did this to Hira too. It, like, stop just pretending first base is a thing people can just go out and do. It's like the money ball thing. Yes, like, it's t- exactly tell how, that. T- tell tell him how easy it is to play first base. It's, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> It's the quarterback. Him, it's, a, yeah. it's it's it is it is not the quarterback, but it's the middle linebacker of the baseball team. Like they're the green dot guy. Like everything goes through the first baseman. Like it, it really well, is. And it's if you're a second baseman, 
you have to go side to side a lot more, but the ball comes at you with a, you know, you got a split second more, you know, uh, first base, it comes at you very I just, fast. I was, just ta- I was just talking about that today too. Like second base is the easiest position to play on the field. It's a very short throw. You got, you got time for the ball coming at it's more likely with right-handed batter that it's, it's, if it's coming at you, it's because they didn't hit it right. Uh, yeah. And if it's a big lefty pulling one at you, it doesn't matter. You can play on the outfield grass because you're a second base and, and the throw is that much shorter. Yeah. You can even wait on the ball, play back on it, play the hop right, and then just get that little throw over. The, it's, only, it's, the, the yeah. only two hard parts about playing second base, because I've played it so much, okay. is taking a throw from the catcher on a steal. Okay. And turning a 6-4-3 double play. Okay. Uh, I don't That's know. It. I I played outfield. I stayed in the outfield. I love the I mean, outfield. Making, yeah. making making that making that a cross body turn, which now that you you they can't slide with their feet up anymore, you can yeah. actually plant and throw. You're not up in the air, yeah. you know. So like that kind of took that away from it too. But like yeah, and and once in a while, you know, there'll be some weird cutoff throws and stuff like that. But second bases, hey, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's played 14 years. Um, this is 162 game averages, 25 home runs, uh, 84 RBI, uh, 100 was it 103 walks? It looks like, and he doesn't strike out a whole lot either. His no, he's gotten way better at really it. Yeah, good. He, yeah. So he does a lot of things that we really like. He's got some power though, not a uh, he's never gone anymore. He's, got, he's not go, never gone over 100 strikeouts in a year. I think I saw, like one year he was um, in the 90s. I think. Uh, no, no, he he has over like in twenty twenty one. Who are we talking about then? Twenty twenty one, he had one hundred two strikeouts, one hundred eight in twenty nineteen. Okay, uh, that's yeah. still not that bad in modern baseball, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> modern baseball is a lot more strikeouts now. But yeah, the guy I that mean, Brewers give up is Johnny Severino, who you and I have mm-hmm. talked about there last. Well, per- not to together, be confused with the pitcher from the Yankees, by the way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so the Brewers. That's where the name was sticking in my head. I'm like, this guy sounds important. Oh yeah, that's right. He's, he's got the big sounding name, but yeah, he is yeah. 18. Well, today he is, which is Monday, uh, July 31st of 2023. He is 18 years, 265 days old from Santo Domingo in the República Dominicana. Uh, but yeah, no, just, he is just like just like one quarter of the rest of the MLB. <laughs> Correct. Uh, how does it? How does an island nation of like five million people? populate it's the economics of it it's uh what is the value of of attempting to be a baseball player it's the only way out then you will spend as much time as you can as a child learning how to get out of there so much money um he is good good severino has a career 265 batting average in the minors uh he has played a couple games up at triple a which is what apparently got him over the hump in terms of the trade that they thought that in the next evaluation he would have possibly moved into the top ten of the Brewers' uh, farm system. I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, the current farm system. Uh, let's see. We we kind of talked about this last week. Jackson Chario. They still have Freilich listed too in the farm system, though he's already up. Uh, Jefferson uh, Quero uh, is a catcher. Uh, he's down in Double A. Uh, Jacob Misiorowski is in Double A. Tyler Black is a, uh, I guess, a third baseman outfielder who's in Double A. Uh, Eric Brown Jr. is a shortstop and high single A. Uh, Robert Gasser, who one of the guys in, from the Hater Trade is in Triple A right now. Robert Moore is a second baseman shortstop in Lower A. Uh, Abner Uribe is actually up now. But Gasser and, is still in our top ten for prospects, huh? Yep. Yeah, he's in left, seventh left-handed, right left-handed, now. Left-handed, left-handed starter, right? Yes, left-handed pitcher at least. I don't know if they intend to bring him up to be a starter or not, but yeah. yeah well, I'm glad. I'm glad he hasn't. I, I'm, I'm still that that bandaid is slowly getting peeled off from last right. year still. So like, I'm glad that at least there's some parts that well, are left of that trade. And here's 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 a little bit of what you know. Somebody brought this up, and I think this is actually a fair point now. Is that the trade is actually more palatable now because the guy we gave up. In the trade, one of the guy, one of the two guys we got in the hater trade, the two big guys we got, is the guy we traded away to get then um, both Piamps and Contreras. So we got a good True setup sir. guy and an all-star catcher for that. So if you say that we got Gasser, 
Piamps and Uribe, or not Uribe, pardon me, uh, Contreras. I wish we had Uribe. <laughs> we well, we have Abner Uribe, which is different, but um, different Uribe. But yeah, he yeah. wasn't from the trade, so he's up already. But if we if you yeah. get those three guys for Hater, you're like, well, it's not so bad then, right? It still did off. Uh, it upset the entire balance of that team last year, and it's still frustrating. And you can still be mad about it. But if somebody right. disagrees with you. It's okay for no. people disagree well, with that's you. That's why I went back this year. Like that's why I took a time well, off from the team for the rest of the year. I was not happy. You can go back and listen to, to the podcast. It it just it it didn't feel right at the time. And sure, did it work out? Yeah, and that's why I'm back with them now. But it's like when you have a bad fight with somebody that you you know and you love, like it, it it's reciprocal. Like every once in a while, you know what they're saying is probably right, but it well, doesn't feel right. Right. And at that moment in time, it's a it seems like a really terrible decision and probably not yeah. only that, but as Brewers fans slash Packers fans, like we knew the inevitable divorce with Aaron Rodgers was coming too. So it was like your, your mom and dad are about to get divorced. And also your aunt and uncle are going to get divorced at the same time. And you're like, you're just like, I, I don't like this. I don't like any of this right now. Right. You know, so all like, I'm saying, so, so, yeah. And my entire point is just that, you can continue to look at what you got for that trade. Like everybody does this fun thing of take the JJ Hardy trade super cheap at the time. Right. It was. Yeah. And we were not in favor of that. You were more upset about it than me. I did not like what we got for it. I knew hater had to, he was kind of at that point where they were going to trade him, but Mm -hmm. I didn't like what we got for it, but you've probably seen this. Uh, Bart Winkler and I got in a super big fight and I ruined his night. And I was like, buddy, I'm just disagreeing. Oh, Bart with you. Winkler is wrong. No way. Yeah, no. he got really like he went on and on. And then the next day, I said something. I was like, wow, this guy is being really weird. Like, I ruined his night. That's a don't let Twitter ruin your night or X ruin your night. Don't let an X ruin your night. No Xing or Zexing to ruin your night. <laughs> I've had X's ruin my night. Before. Yeah, <laughs> I've, also, I've also ruined some X's nights. But yeah. anyways, here we go. But I was like, and then he went and found me again and started arguing with it again. He's like, now you're ruining my next day. I'm like, geez, man, just let it go. It, basically, I'm, all Bart I'm Winkler saying is, is unemployable by. That's why Bart Winkler is unemployable on our by on our radio stations too. So yeah, so basically, it's okay to be still mad about that trade, but it's okay for other people to say the trade is less bad in that the people we got for it were traded for somebody that we basically stole. Like that was stealing, right. getting Contreras and Piamps for some guy. That was a steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was a bad trade that turned into a less bad trade. I don't remember trade. what that guy's name was. Yeah. That yeah, guy was I'm forgetting him too. Like, we weren't excited yeah, about well, having it him. It doesn't matter. So there yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, giving up Severino. And then the second trade that happens is, uh, oof, Give me one second here because I have to pull this up. They go out and get uh, trying uh, to get Kana for Ka- Jarvis. Kana. Yeah, Jarvis Kana? Kana. I think Kana it's Kana from, from what I'm looking at the all the stuff here. Yeah, and the, yeah, Jarvis, Justin Jarvis, the right-handed pitcher. Um, and then they also go claim Jake Cousins off of waivers from the Astros, who's another right-handed pitcher. So we traded away a right-handed I thought pitcher. He was at, I thought he was in training camp with the Vikings right now. <laughs> I can be playing baseball. Yeah, he's busy watching videos and having his computer tell him his videos aren't being paid attention to enough. That is some oh, pseudoscience I, from the from the show quarterback. I I, I, I I was just watching that on Netflix. How can he possibly get any? Okay, anyways, so, yeah, I don't know. go ahead. But yeah, Jake Cousins, uh, right hand pitcher. Jake Cousins? <laughs> Jake Cousins was a pitcher for the Astros. Uh, let's pull this up. He is twenty nine. He is a six foot four pitcher. Uh, right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to Penn. How about that? He was drafted in 2017 by the Nationals. Uh, this year, he has a 4.82 ERA in nine games, uh, nine point nine and one-third innings pitch, uh, seven strikeouts, and a 2.14 whip. He's got. Not he's got. Just, he's just got to be able to play gas. He's got to be able to throw gas or something like that. I don't know what he's got, but yeah, he's a guy that claimed off of waivers. The Astros just. I mean, he cleared waivers. He said and he's ready though. Yeah, I mean, we just traded away Justin Jarvis, and I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, you got to cover down on that. Play. You pick another the, guy but, up but the, to put but, there. But the but the Canha guy that they got for Jarvis, like, I was unimpressed by his. I'm numbers. confused by the the move myself. I mean, like, it didn't. A particular cost of Brewers much. Uh, this is a guy who's been in the minors. I, he's been in high double A. I think he just moved up. To, he played Arizona League, so he was a camp invite in 2018. 
He spent the last right. couple of years at um, it, Wisconsin. It's another, it's, it's, another, it's another DH option, I guess, as opposed to playing putting Wimper in there. Right. Yeah. At DH. Wimper. So, like, I mean, but, I mean, his numbers are not good. I went back and I was like, all right, 245, what else has he got on top of it? Oh, dear God. He's like, a... He's a he's an average type hitter guy. We don't need, def- we don't need defense. We do not no. need defense. And what do you do with him in the outfield? Like he, he you're going to put him in the outfield? No, you don't because you're not taking no, you like I, I want to leave <laughs> Freilich and Weimer and and Yelich out there. Like that's a really good outfield. That's a killer that defensive nice. outfield with some good hitting. Outfield. Yes, and uh, my to remind listeners, uh, Christian Yelich is a very good defensive outfielder. He right, is, and Weimer has been amazing in outfield. He has been exactly. really good. I'm not going to go and out there and say he's gold glove, but he has been really, really good out there. I mean, it doesn't mean anything for this year, but we've got we've got we got people in the ranks, the Cheerios of the world, the Honey Nut Cheerios of the world. We're waiting to come up and play center field between Freilich and Yelich. You know, well, and and we got Freilich and Yelich. We've got Weimer. We have Perkins who can play outfield. I mean, he's better yeah. defensively than he is at the plate. And then Mitchell will come Mitchell back is next there year too. Yeah, it's just gonna say we still got Mitchell. He'll be there so, next I mean, year. I don't I get mean, the trade for Canna for Canna because um, he's he's another rental guy. I think he's done after this year. If I double check it, uh, I'll do that while we're we're talking about this. All but, I, I mean, can like, figure is that they bamboozled um, the, the Mets yet again with a prospect they knew that isn't going to work out. That that's what it's got to be. Well, I think here's here's the thing, Canna. How are the Mets sellers again? By the way. We and, talked and, about and, this and, last hey, week because hey, I said we needed to go trade with the the Mets, but I thought we should can, go get can, Alonzo. <laughs> can I can I bring up something real quick? How is it that at this time last year, Padres fans were making fun of the Brewers for being sellers? Right. Well, and the Padres should be sellers right now because they're in and, the cellar, and and, and and they were the biggest thing in baseball, and they were the darlings to be the dark horse wide the World Series champions this year. Nothing's changed really, but they are the sellers right now, and they are fire sailing their team, except for some of the key pieces. Yeah. And that's really got to make Tatis Jr. and company kind of pissed. If yeah. you know, like how I mean, one year ago at this time, I was selling off the brewer, I was writing off the brewers, and they still made us made us made a run down the stretch, and the Padres did barely any better than they did. And now we're here right. at this time this year and the Brewers really didn't do anything different except Yelich got better mm-hmm. and made some moves here in their basic baseball moves. Brought up gone, a bunch of young guys. And, you know, and we got you know, the young kids are up and they're too stupid to know how to lose. Um, <laughs> but the Padres are garbage. And haters about to be a free agent. Yeah. And they're 2024 to... undraft unrestricted free agent 2024. Who's, who's his starting pitcher? Um, Mills is that his name? I forget. Snell, Snell, maybe Ooh. Snell. Like he's in the running for Cy Young, and they're willing to shop him. Yeah, that's a point of desperation. Okay, so for a... for Canna though, his contract, uh, and I'm, I go to Spot Track yeah. for for contract stuff for the most part. Uh, next year he'll be 35, so he's 34 yeah, now. A player option of 11 million dollars next club year, option. Club option, eleven point five million. Um, but here's, the, I guess, the fun part of this is the um, the Mets have basically agreed to pay his salary, with the exception of veteran minimum prorated. <laughs> so they're paying him nothing for this year. Um, so I mean, like, you basically give up nothing for a guy who is only here for this year. But this is the part of it I don't get. You're not beating this Braves team. I don't care who is out there. No, they're like we just watched yeah, this. Like, yeah, you were, sorry, you sorry were about far. burying the lead on them getting swept. Yeah, but the yeah, Brewers I mean, the only thing I, I love about this is the Brewers did not really, they did not give up anyone in their top 10, basically. Like, yeah. they, they kept that core of this young team, like, like we're talking about. Contreras is still going to be around for a bit. I forget how long um, Contreras is under contract. Um, but we, you know, we've still got Garrett Mitchell, we've still got Weimer, we've still got, um, Freilich, we still got uh, Chario, we still got a bunch of these guys. Uh, we still got uh, Quero, uh as a catcher, as a backup catcher. Mizzy is going to be fun to see in the next couple of years. 
we'll finally start seeing guys like Tyler Black come up uh, at third, most likely, I would think. Uribe's mm-hmm. looked really good in the bit we've got to see with him. Um, yeah, and if we don't keep uh, Adamus, I think we'll have a chance to keep him for a couple more years here, possibly, but we're still going to have guys like uh, Robert Moore or um, Eric Brown coming up. I think they've got a good group of talented people just mm-hmm. just at or below that major league level that in the next couple of years we have a chance to bring up a bunch of guys who could be really interesting. And I think they've got some kind of plan, but I'm like, what in the world is the plan for bringing on two olds who are off contract at the end of the year? Yeah, maybe you keep them, but... Um, the only good thing is I don't think we give up anything for mm. them, basically, is is, is no. my only point. No, you're going to want to keep that talent on the team. So when they move to Nashville or whatever market Major League Baseball decides to move them to in three years, because <laughs> Wisconsin taxpayers decide not to fund all the all the fixes to a stadium that is perfectly fine and actually OK. By the um, way, the Packers just made a gi- be, massive you giant experience with this. You're going to want to shed a lot of that. I mean, we're going to be at that point. Uh, Burns and Woodruff will probably be gone. You're going to shed some more of that salary cap. So you're going to have a lot of talent, not a lot of salary. It'll be easy to move the team. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I just think the plan. What was the thing that you said I was right about? <laughs> you were right about. Uh... Well, first off, the putting Yelich in first. At first, yeah. No, well, at batting first. What are first. some of the other things I predicted? I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not too hard to predict Major League Baseball moving the Brewers, but, which is absolutely obscene because it's... <laughs> it's such a, small, a great baseball you know, market. market's a baseball, but it's... I it, mean, it's such a great talking about, you're talking about moving it to a smaller market. Like, right. that's... Where are you going to put them at? Portland? Like, I, I mean, it's obviously like they're going to do swapsies with Nashville for a baseball team. It's like, I mean, and then give us an NHL a team, AAA affiliate who the Nashville Sounds have good attendance. But I mean, it's like, where where else are you going to put the Brewers? Where are you going to put Montreal? I, I mean, what town are you going to put know. the Brewers in? Uh, I don't have any other place i guess i can think Oklahoma of even City? Talking about. nobody cares about no Oklahoma not for City. baseball they're not gonna do that they got enough i mean omaha's um, got a lot of people and a whole lot of money but i've been to a baseball game in omaha not at the college world series but to their to the the what are they the the twisters so omaha, omaha twister triple a team out and pop uh, uh up on the, the west suburbs i think that was like a quarter full like yeah. I, I mean yeah so here just, just because i mentioned it uh, Contreras, uh, he's got the $739,000 base salary this year. Uh, he has Ooh. another year of pre-arbitration. 2025 will be his first arbitration year. So, yeah. So that's where we are with him. We definitely are going to have him for some period of time. So, yeah. Two, nice. two years, John. That's yeah. basic math. Well, I mean, that's, that's first arbitration. <laughs> there are three arbitration periods. No, you said some period of time, and I'm like, no, that's two years. At least, yeah, that's at least two years. Probably at least three or four, depending on what we want to do, and right. if we think that um, that Caro can play at that spot at that point in time. So yeah, we'll see. He's only twenty five, so that's that's good. There's so much good young talent on this team. At this point, I think you know who you are. This is a, this is a year you are not expected to win the Central. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. that everybody else is rebuilding at the same time, and, and they may not win the Central. I mean, that's entirely possible because the Reds. Are, are doing really well at any team that is not the Brewers because they just can't I beat mean, the, the Brewers. The Cubs, might win, the Cubs might still win the Central. You don't know. That's true. The Cubs are only four back. The Brewers are a they're, half game back now got, after a four-game streak. To, to, and that's not, you know, I'm anti-Cubs as much as anybody, but, I mean, oh, yeah. they could still win the Central. It's and the Cubs bad. made some trades, too. Like, they're still planning on trying to win the Central. Yeah, they're not, they didn't sell. Like, nope. they, they made some they made some team the pirates and the cardinals trades. are done they're done for this year they they believe they're done this year but there are three teams still fighting for the central yeah. and it's the cubs the brewers and the reds well and the cardinals made some moves that were definitely in the in the line of they but, think they'll be good again next year because they didn't get rid of goldschmidt so or did and, they and i didn't see no it. they did not no. and they don't was, they don't the hot topics was that oh, and they're not going to get rid of arenado either they said they said no. they're going to keep arenado uh but the here's the thing is like if I'm the Reds or the Brewers, I'm going to keep 
as much of my young talent right now as possible and not fight Definitely. to win this year because the plan was to win in the next two and three years. If you are the mm-hmm. Brewers and the Reds, the Cubs can afford to blow it on a trade because they have a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, if they want to, they can go out and buy a whole bunch of people this next year. They can screw up, and right. it won't matter that they killed their farm system. The Reds and the Brewers need to keep a farm system that's going to grow because they're not they're not really going to win it this year. Uh, and the Cubs well, that's aren't what I meant, either. That's what the I mentioned earlier the, when we started talking about this, too. It was like the Brewers just happen to be the best team on the field, you know, in a division full of rebuilds like or or maybe the reds are i mean it's either way i mean the reds obviously have the best new player he's super exciting yeah he's fun to watch louises man that kid he keeps going man he's gonna be something else all right all right so what the brewers de la cruz right de la cruz ellie de la cruz he's he's gonna be fantastic i I think he's great he he looks he looks like if you put Long hair on Usain Bolt made him a baseball player. Yeah, he's he's tall. Just he can hit long and lean, and he's fast, and he's just looks like he has and the so did, much power. The yeah. Brewers did great against him, but he can really play. Right. He can really yeah. play. Yeah. We're not going to take anything away from him. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Brewers get two more against like the I'm Nationals very, it's here. Like I'm very pro Joey Joey Votto too. Like I like. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, I don't know. I've grown, I, I I have no qualms. No no, uh, no qualms with the Reds at all. So. Not particularly, no. Uh, Brewers have two more on the road against the Nationals. They'll have four games at home against the Padre or Pirates. Pardon me. This just—it's a P logo. Uh, the Pirates. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pirates and Padres not similar. Well, you know, priests and pirates. Yeah, no, Padres. Uh, these are the Pirates. They will be coming into Milwaukee, and then the uh, Rockies will be in Milwaukee after that. So yeah, this is this is the time to 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 start. Make it hay while the sun is shining because the sun is shining. And then the White Sox uh, in Chicago. So that would be good because after that, after that comes all the troubles, the troubles, my friend, because then there will be three games in L.A. against the Dodgers and three games in Arlington against the Rangers. Uh, And the Rangers were major buyers and the Dodgers might not be done. So we'll see how this all goes. Uh, But yeah, next two weeks, got to win. Gotta win period of time for the Brewers because then it'll be a week of uh, week of lamentations. I feel, but anyhow, the Packers have started training camps. They've had a couple practices no, here. I didn't see that. There's not a lot of video out because the Packers don't like video being brought out. But but if you want to go watch in person, you can see it. You can still right. do so. Uh, my plan is to go next week. Uh, the Packers will practice until the seventh Friday or pardon me Saturday the. 5th of August is the family night, which will also be televised. So make sure you you watch that. It is a glorified practice in that it is glorious. It is a glorious practice. Um, But it's a fun practice. You get to see some things. It'll be the first real televised chance to see uh, Love as the starter for the most part. I mean, rather than somebody who's starting in a bit part, but named the starter uh, for the season. So we'll get to see what he does. Um, the little bits in practice is, I mean, it's fun. Hey, Just, before, you, before you get into yeah, go practices, ahead. I want to talk about uh, 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 this in general. So mm-hmm. there's there's like three sediments that I've seen on what used to be known as Twitter. Um, <laughs> one is that I, I was watching that. The X formerly the, known as. Uh, yeah, the X, X Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twixer. Twixer. Just Twixer. Twixer. I'll just replace the two T's with X's. Um, one is that. That. Someone, I, they, there's a whole contingent of people that are like, when did uh, preseason become, or uh, when did, uh, uh, yeah, when did preseason become such a big thing? NFL just, you know, dragging our attention more towards things that don't even matter. And then there's other, then there's a whole nother contingent that say, um, uh, so, so that was one thing that I saw. And people, they're like, the NFL is just making a whole bunch of money. It's making them all about themselves. It's like, well, because people want to watch it. That's, it's super accessible. Then the other thing was that, because um, you, I'm, I'm getting to the point here. Trust no, me. you're good. I got the other you. Thing, the other thing was that we shouldn't have people in, in, like, they should be able to practice in private. Like, this is the preseason. They don't need fans booing them at this point. It's like, 
okay. That's stupid. They 100% can practice in private if they want to. If they want to, they're choosing not to. And it's like some of those, well, these players get enough during the season. It's like, what, what, whatever. So that one's argued away. And that, and this is all like intertwined because I saw all these arguments together. And the other one was that the Packers don't put out enough film of preseason. And it's like, yeah, you can go just watch it in person if you want to. Right. They hold open practices. So next think, to the Hudson Center, like, and they let kids ride their bikes, and someone, because right. there was this whole, there's, I, I, I forget where it was, but there was all this like, Packers are so secretive about their preseason and blah blah blah, whatever. They don't put out videos. The it, it was a Bears fan, and it's like the Bears are putting out all these videos of Justin Fields and what he's doing. It's like they're they're protecting Jordan Love, and it's like, no, the Packers have never put out a whole lot of video, but at the same time. If you want to just go watch it, you can. Yeah. I think the big it's thing right is, is the, the Bears have to put out video because they're afraid people won't buy tickets. Right. Exactly. At, at this point. And, and they have I, to show. The fans aren't, their fans aren't even sure if they're buying tickets for Soldier Field or Arlington Heights at this point. Right. I think one of the big things, too, is that you can release any video or take any videos if they're charging admission. And right. some teams charge admission to their training camps. Right. And all of that is available to take video. And I believe the rule is, though, is that if you're charging ticket prices, you can share the video as much as, or take as much video as you want. But the Packers would prefer there be less sharing of video. Obviously, it's still all getting out because they're allowed to do some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the team is encouraging the reporters to kind of limit some of their stuff. Uh, several people I've seen put out some videos here, there, and everywhere. Um, and even the receivers have been talking a lot about how well uh, Love's ball has been placed. There's one that was shown about how great the ball placement was, which was actually a terrible throw. Well, I won't say terrible. It was a bad ball placement. Uh, he led Jay- Jalen Reed to the to the line when he's got his receiver beat. All you got to do is lead him down the field, and he led him back into the boundary, which is exactly where you don't want to go. You don't want to lead right. it into the boundary because that's like leading him into a tackle because it ends the play. If he catches it, he goes out of bounds. Lead him down the field towards there. You probably almost want to lead him back to the inside slightly uh, if he's got him beat, which he did. Uh, so Jalen Reeds looked which fast. Is, he's looked is, good. Sorry, go yeah, yeah. So Jalen Reeds looked good. He's looked fast. Um, the one thing uh, Christian Watson has been saying, he said um, he needs to continue running fast all the way because he said Jordan Love had a couple perfectly thrown passes that he didn't get to because he slowed up once he had his guy beat. And he's like, oh, he's I can't Randy, do that. Randy Moss in the bit, huh? Right. He's like, and that's on me. He said that. <laughs> Nobody else said that to him. He said that to the media. I'm so fast. Yeah. He's like, I had him that's... beat and I slowed up and that's on me. It's like, right. Don't do that. I learned that when I, when I was a tight end in high school, because you're used to that when you play like backyard football, when you oh, get open, yeah. You kind of lope, you know. You got that kind of like, here I am, man. But um, I got Find overthrown a couple times. Yeah, They're I like, did I played wide receiver, yeah. tight end. Like, yeah, yeah. You like, learn. You're like, you run full speed all the way through because your quarterback is counting on you running at a single speed, and right. it screws you up when you do that. I and mean, that was the thing I had to learn early he's, on. He's from, he's from he's from small school, man. Like, he, he, that's the norm, you know. Like. He's that's he's fast enough for in the NFL, but he's used to playing at a slower speed. Yeah. And so he's learning. He's being smart about and he's the one who admitted it, which I Mm -hmm. take to be a sign of of good um, kind of maturity in him that he understood that that was a him problem. And he said it out loud. Lafleur came came out and said the other day or maybe it was just today that uh, that he thinks that uh, Watson's one of the most intelligent players he's ever been around in his life. I'm, Which, if you've ever heard the guy talk, he's not dumb. I'm cautiously optimistic about the team this year. I mm-hmm. still think this is the Lions division to lose. Mm-hmm. I still think that Kirk Cousins is, at this point, the best quarterback in this division. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing and to be proven still wrong. The worst. Still yeah. the worst, yeah. yeah um, which the, the Bears keep putting out video because they have to convince you that he's not the worst. Where the Packers don't care what you think. Um, but the stuff that we've seen on him has been a lot of very good touch. Also, well, this, the, is, this is prime Bears fan season, by the way, right now, where they yes. will shove 
stuff down your throat. And this is the time of the year when Vikings fans still exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because they move I will on. Give, I, will give, I will give Lions fans credit. At least they don't. No, Lions fans are always there. there. They're super they're weird, there. though. Um, well, I mean, they've got they've got a, they've got seventy years of Stockholm syndrome, Tom. I mean, true. they don't. Know I'll give what them that. They, it's hard to be too mad at them. They, they, they've they've been locked in in an echo chamber of hate for seventy <laughs> years. But it's Almost only self hate. Years, nineteen fifty six. They are three yeah. years short of seventy years from seeing a championship or anything worth watching, except for Barry Sanders and Herman Moore and Wayne Fonts. Sometimes, oh, I mean, they man. were so bad. They don't know what to do. Like I, 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 I give Lions fans uh, a lot of leeway because they're not sure what to do with any amount of success. Right. That year that they went four and zero in the preseason before going zero sixteen in the regular season, like they were so fired up that their team was four and zero in the preseason because they didn't know what to do. They don't know what winning is. They so, get this like, weird thing though, where like their guy will very clearly. Face mask Aaron Rodgers to the point that his head jerks all the way back around, and they're like, mm-hmm. "I can't believe they get that kind of call." They're like everybody gets a call, everybody gets that call. That's a hundred percent called all the time, every time when you pull the helmet back. Yeah, and in a small world thing that people don't really think about, the Hamilton Tigers of the CFL are not that far away from Detroit. The Tide Cats, maybe an hour and a half away. I, I don't know. I, I'm two not hours, sure two, it's not that Hamilton's not that far. I kind of love the Tide Cats, right? And they're the winningest CFL team ever. They're right? bad now. They had this they're weird thing now, last year. They, I have watched an odd amount of CFL over the last couple of years. Oh I'll tell God, you. CFL's great. And I have been betting the CFL. Bet the Tide Cats at home, but it's, not on the road. It, and the thing is, <laughs> the thing is too is that like so like. Unlike the USFL and whatever that league, other league in the XFL, whatever the XFL. That we keep churning out, where there's players that don't have any business, you know, like they, they don't, they're just trying to get back to the NFL. A lot of people in the CFL just know they're going to be in the CFL. Well, and they're required to have a certain number of Canadian players. Right. Just like, it's like they're required to play enough Canadian, like I think 80% music on all CBC stations. Really? So yeah, no, that's a real thing. That's amazing. It's a real thing. And uh, people say it's social, but either way, I mean, that's also country pride anyhow, but like, so yeah. I mean, could, when everybody's at the same level and it's just like a really like a glorified D2 college game, Except they're all adults. It's a it's great fun game. To, it's fun to watch, and everybody shows it is up. It's weird. And the rules are the rules are so weird. It is so that weird. It's so great field, to watch. That wide field, that wide-ass field, hash marks. I mean, you can and it's run a, a longer s- field with run, a bigger you football. Run, you, you only get a, three downs, where you have to punt on after two. If you down, if you down up, if you if you fair catch a ball in your own end zone, which is twenty yards deep behind the goalpost. Like old NFL, yeah. you surrender a point to the other team. Yeah, if you just don't catch it. Yeah, if you just let it bounce into the end zone, you surrender well, a point. You, is that it? If no, it if kicks you, through, if you, yeah. If you just kick it through I, I the end zone, you, you get a point. If you fair catch it, if you fair catch it in your own end, zone. that's true too. Yeah, either way, that's a point. Either way, it, it, and it's and it's enough like it's enough like our foot uh, like USA football that you'll you'll keep up with it. It's not like trying to keep up with Australian rules football where they have to dribble the ball and. You have to bounce, yeah. Ooh, no, God. but it's, it's so great. Australian because... rules football is super fun. Yeah. Like, once you figure it out. But, I mean, Canadian football is – it's great. And, I, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. And uh, Blue Bombers are my team. So yeah. I love the Blue Bombers. The Tide Cats are, are pushing, though, because I I just love the idea of the Tide Cats. They're literally – one of their teams, they, they're, they were actually a combination of the Hamilton Wildcats and the Hamilton Tigers. And they were mm-hmm. the Wildcats because they used to be the Flying Wildcats – because they were initially a team made up of like Canadian Royal Air Force fighter pilots from World War II. Fantastic. During the war, during it. the war, they were the flying Wildcats. How great is that? And well, then they then, combined the two teams to make the Hamilton Tiger Cats or the yeah. Tig Cats. Not well, Tie Cats or T Cats, but Tig Cats. So and then good. Ed- then Edmonton, for the longest time, they're green and gold. Yep. Their uniforms. Literally looked like the Green Bay Packers with an inverse helmet with more green than gold. They just changed their logo recently so they don't look 
like the Packers anymore. It's still a good so amount. That was crazy. They're the Elks now rather than the insensitive Eskimo name. But yeah, no, it's fantastic. Right. Watch the CFL. It's fantastic. And 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 so and and then the Blue Bombers. I mean, Bud yes. Grant won. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bud Grant, who is a NBA champion as a player for the Minneapolis, Minneapolis Lakers. Lakers. Yep. Superior Wisconsin's own Bud Grant. That's right. He was born in Wisconsin, people. And then he went and played for the Lakers, won championships with them, went up to Winnipeg, won great cups with them, came down to Minnesota, almost won four Super Bowls. They were never really, they were no. really routed in one of them. Like mm-hmm. Bud Grant is an all Wisconsin hero. Like that dude is an athlete to the end. And I mean, as much as he, he belonged to a Vikings team back when my, my dad, his generation did not hate the Vikings. No. They, they, they liked the Vikings because they were like the Packers and the Packers sucked at that time too, in the seventies and eighties. So, but either way, so yeah, check out the CFL people and yeah. they, they still have stripes on their balls too. So it gives it a little bit more of a college feel. So, <laughs> so I'm looking at the, the gray cup. What are we doing here, John? This is, a, this this is, is so craziest. good. We're this just getting single, lost in all of this. This is the single craziest podcast we've ever done, except this for is... that one time where we just did war stories for like, an hour, so. <laughs> so the Toronto Argonauts have 18, it looks like eighteen. Their their last one they won was in twenty twenty two. Winnipeg Blue Bombers last one in twenty twenty one. They have twelve. Edmonton Eskimos now the Edmonton Elks have fourteen. Hamilton Tiger Cats have eight. As do the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders have four. The Montreal Alouettes have seven. The BC Lions have six. They had a crazy offense last year. That offense was insane. It was so good. They were putting up just points like crazy. They were so good last year, except for that Winnipeg had just as much offense and slightly more defense, but somehow right. Toronto ended up winning. And they had, their Argonauts logo is like the Argo from, you know, it's, it's a ship with oars on it, except for the ship is a football. Come on. Right. And then the Ottawa Red Blacks have won once. One time in 2016. <laughs> the Ottawa Red Blacks that have the most rugby name. Yeah, such a yeah. great name. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is right out of it's out of, right out of uh, uh, Europeans, uh, European rugby. But no, so now I remember why. The, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I think. Okay. That's where Manziel had his last shot. Oh, okay. Johnny, okay. Johnny Manziel, I think, ended up. That's why I was thinking that they were good last and they weren't good you're, i was like they're the most way you know that's right that's where Manziel ended up last and i also think that is either them or toronto was the one that had ricky williams after he got busted for all the do you would ricky williams have been the greatest running back of all time if they would have just legalized weed because now everybody does and they don't test for it anymore i don't know not of all time because he's still not barry and he's still not jim brown good point he just, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm, those two guys. Really? Those two are, guys. You, are you going with those two? Those two are my top two. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can disagree with me. That's fine. I just, I personally think Jim Brown is the greatest player to have ever played the game of football. And I still think Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback of all time. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sticking with, I'm singing with uh, Slinging Sammy Ball. Nice. Because he was definitely the he yeah anyways yeah all right so no you take you take unitas i'll take ball um and then i'm going with thurman thomas as my best running back of all time so all right i just want to say this you didn't even laugh come on no i know (laughs) aaron yeah the red blocks of the the ottawa red blacks who used to be the rough riders because there were two teams named the rough riders in the cfl at the same time their mascot their mascot is a lumberjack whose original name was Big Joe Mufferaw. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love Canada. Uh, God, Canada's the best. It's so fun. Oh, my God. I if think they just now to, call him God, Big if Joe. I've not been up to Canada and, like, hang out, like, with Canadian people. Like, it's the best. It's so fun. They're, good times. They don't care. It's they, good. Um, all right, everybody. Is, yeah. We'll see where we are. Here's what's going to happen for us for the next little bit. Next week, Aaron and I are both out. We've got summer plans with families. Uh, and then we're going to start season got, six. We didn't get through the Packer portion. We just, just off-trailed. And- 
this really yeah. kind of where we are is that we've, <laughs> we've watched some practice. Uh, so we're going to take next week off. We won't be back on Monday. Uh, Aaron and I are going to be out. I'm going to try to get the training camp actually and see some stuff there, get some pictures and everything too. Um, right. And so as, that's where we kind of are. But by the time we get back, we will be starting season six because our seasons start when the Packers preseason starts. So the Packers are getting ready to play uh, in Cincinnati against the not Joe Burrows uh, because he's strained his calf and he's not going to play. So the big thing is it doesn't matter. It does not matter anything else about who we're playing or what we're doing. It's going to be, I mean, it's a glorified practice. We're going to see what they look like. How does he hold up? How do we see, I mean, take into account first off that, um, that, that love is going to look better than he, he might look in the season because nobody shows anything in the preseason. We will not see him against a blitz. We will not see him against disguised packages um, yeah. because everybody's playing very vanilla and the Packers also will be playing very vanilla. They're going to be getting him into rhythm and trying to see how things go. So don't get too Dan. high. Don't get too low. Just short, enjoy it and watch what's happening. And we'll be back in two weeks to talk about that. All right, they're everybody? In short, they're, they're in shorts. And just like when everyone thought that Garrett Miller or Garrett, uh, no, Garrett Wilson, excuse Garrett me, Garrett Wilson, Wilson uh, from the Jets. Oh, they're like, oh, it's Rodgers to Wilson. Next, wa- Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection because nope. he made some wild catch in the back of the end zone. Rodgers overthrew him by almost three feet because mm-hmm. they're just in shorts. Yeah. So think about that, folks. And so, and I would encourage you. And he knows he can't get hit. (laughs) Right. If if you want, if you want to hear serious pregame stuff or preseason stuff, go see our friend Andy Andy Herman, who still still takes it almost as not serious as us. (laughs) Yeah, we're does a good does a much better job reporting on it. So right, we're going to talk about the the things that are going to matter and what we're going to draw from it. But we're not going to get we're not going to be at the point where we're going to take a preseason game and get super involved. We're like we're going to there's going to be things to learn and things to know, but it's not going to be win or lose or, you know, in or die or anything like that. It's going to be interesting. All right. And, so, and by week two, I'll be crying and raging on this podcast. So. Perfect. Perfect. That's exactly what we need you here for, Aaron. Uh, so remember, again, it, you can follow listening. us on Xting. What? <laughs> uh, and you can find us. It's the show is Xting Twi- at uh, Twixer. Twixer. Ze- Zexting at the Twixer. Uh, all of our Twixes. Uh, the Twixer you've for kids. More from, you've never sounded more from Stephen's point when you just said that. I know. Gosh, um, the Twix are for kids, and remember, Twix is or we're going to be at uh, at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, and at Cheddar Talk. And you can also find the show at Scotty Johnny Pod at Mastodon.social or at Scotty Johnny at Mastodon.world is where you will find me on Mastodon if you care to go there. But anyhow, thank you again for another wonderful week of Wisconsin Sports Talk. Remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.